38. 38, man. Uh, sorry about being late. We had some technical difficulties. The uh, the Wi-Fi's did not want to load the video up, but we figured it out. Um, so, yeah, I'm here with Erica and with Kellen, and we just wanted to give you kind of an update and a talk about um, Gathering 208 in 2021. And um, so, yeah, how's everyone doing? Tired. I'm there. I'm yeah. Tired. You're here. You're, you're here. Well, you're I'm present. here. I'm not there. I'm here. Tired. <laughs> I did realize I forgot my uh, I forgot my iPad, so I don't actually know oh, oh, oh. what in the world is going on. So here's what we're gonna do: is you two are gonna talk. Oh, um, cool. Whoa. While I go grab the iPad, uh, President Trump was impeached for the second time today. See it? <laughs> oh gosh. <laughs> <laughs> you, you remember that episode of Friends where Mike and Ross hang out? Oh gosh, and they're like, "This isn't a Pilsner; it's an ale." <laughs> No, it's a lager. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Josh, come back. No. <laughs> so I heard you have gotten divorced. Yeah. What? I'm what? <laughs> no. There are the people that don't understand the context I know, of the Friends episode. You gotta watch like, Friends. John got divorced. Is that why his wife's moving to Seattle? I mean, Ariel what? was wondering if she found a new husband. Dude, that was so funny. We, Kathy was gone for five days, and we pull into the airport parking lot. And just as we pulled into the parking ramp, Ariel, I hope mom didn't marry someone else while she was gone. I was like, what? What kind of concern like, is this to have? In five days? Like, why would she? And she why was... do you think she would get married to someone else anyway? Rude. What are you saying about me? The kid? Oh, my gosh. Hey, your iPad's dead. Good it's job. dead, but it's plugged in. It'll be up and running in a second. Oh, gosh. How's it going? Good. What are you guys talking about? We talked lager. about, yeah, <laughs> is this a lager or an ale? Oh, friends? Yeah. yeah. Nice. <laughs> what are we talking about? Oh, my goodness. Uh, well, welcome to the podcast where we are professional at all times. Uh, all times. This is why two nines don't run a podcast. <laughs> this is why two nines don't run a podcast. Tonight, you're, we're brought to you by Panda Express. Panda yeah. Express. For all your American Chinese needs. Chipotle wouldn't give us any money, so Panda Express it is. <laughs> Here's your opportunity to sponsor us. Oh, my goodness. That's how that... You, you ever see those videos, Dude Dad, on yeah. Facebook? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's how he got like connected with like Chip and Joanna Gaines. Oh, nice. Really? Because he was like, this episode brought to you by... And, he was, and then he was like, they're not really a sponsor. You know, <laughs> but that maybe sort of someday. Stuff. And he's like, yeah, yeah, maybe someday. Yeah. And then they, someone tagged them in it. He got connected with Chip and Joanna Gaines. That's awesome. Oh, that's And now fantastic. he's got a TV show on their network. Oh, my gosh. Oh. And he's from Madison, South Dakota. He's from South Dakota. Yeah, oh him and his goodness. wife. That's, that's awesome. fantastic, man. I love it. Aren't they in Seattle? No. No, they're in Colorado Springs. Now. Okay. Yeah. Oh, that yeah. makes sense. Oh, I should turn yeah. that down. So, talking. Yeah. So, we should talk about Seattle because it's a cool place. Yeah. Uh, and Segway. Segway. Uh, <laughs> talking about gathering two away in 2021, um, because you were, I think I heard you guys talking about how Kathy just got back yeah. from yep. Seattle trip up there. So tell us a little bit about what she was doing up in Seattle. Man. So she was, so, <clears throat> excuse me. See, I tried to clear my throat before we went live. Oh, it didn't, it didn't help. happen. Um, no, she was up there, uh, looking for a job. She had uh, a couple job interviews mm -hmm. and, um, Actually, I had three three interviews scheduled. Did two of the interviews, um, and then went to like look around for different apartments and stuff like that. Because, yeah, we will be moving. Um, she moves here in a couple of weeks on the 
We'll, we'll take off on the 23rd to move her up. She's going to live with some friends of ours, Ian and Michaela. Um, she's going to live with them for a month. <clears throat> and then our lease is up here in Boise on February 28th. And so I got the U-Haul rented. I'm nice. set to pick it's up happening. on February 26th. If anybody wants to help us load up the U-Haul. What day of the week is that? It's a Friday. It's a Friday. All it's right. Friday. So give yourself a three-day weekend if you want to take the day off. That's right. Um, <laughs> and then we'll, yeah, we'll pack up the U-Haul, me and the kids. I think Kathy will probably fly back um, on that Saturday. It would be my guess if we can align mm-hmm. that right. And then she will drive my Honda Pilot home because mm-hmm. um, she'll have her car up there yep. when she goes. So we will be going that, yeah, that first week in mm-hmm. March there, last weekend in February. Mm-hmm. So it's just crazy, man. It's crazy. So, yeah, she, like, when we came out here, like, you guys remember, we came out mm-hmm. for Exponential to Boise. Mm-hmm. This is 2019. And um, when we came out, I don't think, did she have one interview maybe when we came? And by the end of the week, she had five. Yeah, yeah it just kept like, like happening. And it just kept happening. <laughs> yeah. And two of the places wanted a second interview, so she had like seven interviews mm-hmm. in like the course of six days mm-hmm. or something. Um, yeah, kind of a similar thing happened. She had had the one interview we knew, mm-hmm. which they had all but offered like a like a final offer, right? They were yeah, basically like, is, "We want you. We want to. We want to. We want to see you in person. See you in person. Right. We want to make sure you're real. You're real. Yeah. Exactly. Um, so she. Uh, we we pretty much knew they were they were going to give her a firm offer, um, and then before she went, a couple other places like were like, well, we'd really like to interview you. Well, the other one was first, right? The yeah. one that we pretty much knew. Mm-hmm. Um, they offered her. She called the other with an offer that she loved. She called the other two and said no, like just cancel the interview. And the one was like. Well, give me a shot. Let me just, you know, basically, <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's let me not, fight for you. That's not verbatim. Right. But he's basically like, let me, let me have a chance, you yeah. know? And, um, <clears throat> and while she really liked him and his clinic and stuff like that, ultimately like the first one that she had gotten connected with was her favorite kind of best fit was the yeah. best fit. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, it, it, it'll be good. Uh, it'll be good there. Uh, so we're excited. It, she'll be working in Redmond. We're looking to live in the Bothell area. That's mm-hmm. where like, um, we already have some friends up there yeah, that, yeah. that, uh, that we know really, really well. Um, well actually, well, Becky, yep. she was on the podcast a long time, yeah. a couple yeah. months ago, I think, uh, or a month ago. She, no, uh, she was ago. one, if you remember, she was the one that worked in hospice care yeah. and, uh, uh, did a lot of that kind of in-home care and, uh, overseeing that right. really, really cool. Yeah. So, um, so we're hoping to kind of, we found one apartment that's like five minutes from where they live. Oh, cool. Um, it's just a mat. Now it's like, Kathy's like, okay, there's like three or four apartments that I really like. Mm-hmm. It's just a matter of whether or not they'll have openings. Yeah. Because Washington, you don't, you like, you don't have to give your notice until 20 days out. Oh, wow. Whereas oh. Idaho, it's like 30 or 31 yeah. or whatever. Yeah. And so some of them are like, we should have openings, but <laughs> we don't know. <laughs> yeah. It makes so, it hard to plan. Yeah. So that's, yeah, that's, uh, that's what's going on, man. We're going to be going up there mm-hmm. and, it, it's a weird time right now. Well, it, and the time. cool thing about this, though, is when, when you and I first got connected, mm-hmm. um, one of the things that was on your and Kathy's heart was, you know, one, the, the Pacific Northwest as mm-hmm. a whole. But then also you're like, I don't know, maybe Seattle someday. Right. And that always been part of the conversation. And, and we knew when you came on with Gathering to Wait that our plan would be to send you within the first one to two years of us yeah. kind of being established as a church. 
Mm-hmm. And uh, that has been part of our core uh, dynamic, you know, from, from the get go with you yeah. and I, but then also who we are as a church and that, that vision that you and I kind of, kind of crafted and, and kind of formed together of this, this gather, equip and send, you know, where there's always that, that bittersweet characteristic to what it is to be a disciple and what it is to be someone who is sent where sometimes that means making the big decision. Sometimes that means making the big move. Right. Um, <clears throat> and it's core to who we are and <clears throat> wanting, wanting to, to, always make room to, to let people go to where they're going to have the greatest kingdom impact. Yeah. And so that's incredibly exciting because it's not like you guys were like, we need to get to Seattle. We need to get to Seattle. We need to get to Seattle. It's, right. it's like your guys's connections in Seattle caused Kathy to essentially get a cold call headhunt. Yeah. Of going, Hey, we want to give you a job offer. Right. Um, which is, which is incredible. Yeah. I mean, and they still offered her a job even as my five-year-old was throwing a temper tantrum in the bedroom <laughs> while on the zoom call. And mm-hmm. I pulled her out of the bedroom, like laying, like she was laying down on the floor and I didn't know I was on camera. Like you guys know. The yeah, story. exactly. But like I'm pulling her off. I'm pulling her out of the bedroom by her hands slowly. Not, not violently. You know, no rug burn. <laughs> yeah. Maybe yeah, eh, a little bit. No. But, and then, you know, and then all of a sudden I hear the lady on the phone go, is your husband pulling your daughter out of the room by her arms? <laughs> Yes, he You're is. Like, yeah, that's my life. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Welcome to the hacking yeah. racket. Yeah, exactly. Oh man. Well, and then like their their second call that they they made to her, um, both the girls were like throwing temper tantrums because they were hungry, mm-hmm. right? And like Kathy, I think they were hungry if I remember. Right. And Kathy was like hiding in the pantry <laughs> to get away from them, so they didn't know where she was. And they were trying to get in the pantry. And she's in there, like, holding the door, trying to talk on the phone. And they're, like, banging on the door. Oh, my goodness. And she's like, I'm sorry. I'm hiding in the pantry right now. And my yeah. kids are hungry. My kids found me. Yeah. So, and they still offered her a job. I mean, like, yeah. if you're still getting yeah. that job offer. That's, well, how, that's this... how Kathy interviews. My, if I would, yeah. I think we've talked about this. I Nine. interview <laughs> and apply at so many different places, Same. right, in the past. Mm-hmm. And nothing. Kathy will be like, there's no job openings. Won't even submit an application. Somebody will be like, hey, do you want to come work for us? And she's like, what? Magic. Like, yeah. Uh, I was like, how do you do that? I don't even know. I know Josh yeah. and I were comparing our work history the other day. And I was like, mine's like three pages long. And yeah. Josh is like, graduated college, went into ministry. Had a couple side jobs, but that's about that's it. That's about yeah. it. Yeah. yeah. Like, Something like 15 like? years, I think I've had maybe eight jobs and a lot of those were doubled up yeah you know so yeah um it's funny now now here's kind of the cool thing with this is the way church world has worked a lot in the past you guys moving to seattle or 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 to follow you know in in a very real way to follow um your wife's career Mm -hmm. which is a cool thing because you like you we were talking before that's not necessarily something that has had the opportunity to happen in the past. Right. Right. Cause you've, you've been, you've been pursuing ministry and getting ordained and going through seminary. And um, that's mm-hmm. a lot of work and a lot of commitment. Yeah. And, and she's been right there with you supporting and making it happen. And you kind of felt like this was your chance. I know I'm speaking for you, no, but like what, what, one of some of what you said was like, this yeah. was your chance to, to kind of support her in, in kind of that next career advancement. Right. Cause she's good at what she does. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Well, and it was like, like I, I think I mentioned to you, like, at at one point, it was about the time that you and I met, I was talking with Casas Percriso, yeah, which we just got back from that trip, 
Uh, I was talking with uh, a couple of the reps over there about the possibility of going with them. And then the other thing that was on the table was like, do we go with G208? Do mm-hmm. we go with Josh and Erica? And, or do we go with Casas? And if I would like, the thing is, if I would have pushed hard enough to go to um, Juarez or Guatemala or wherever it was, they wanted us to go at that time. She would have gone. Yeah. She may have, she may have fought a little bit on it. Right. <laughs> you know, but she would have gone, you yeah. know, it, and if, it ever would have worked out with Poetis in Zambia. Mm-hmm. She would have gone there too. You know, she's kind of, whenever I've kind of had these crazy ideas, she's always kind of, all right, if that's, you. yeah, she's, yeah. <laughs> you know, and so this kind of came up before, I mean, we had talked about like, you know, even back in like September, I think it was, mm-hmm. I was like, maybe man, we're kind of like, we really loved it up there, you know, maybe, but this, yeah, just kind of like, came together mm-hmm. it, it was just crazy and and like the thing is like um you know we're we're doing the dave ramsey stuff and still trying to eliminate some debt i think i saw you guys that a couple weeks ago and um you know there was the i was like all right babe if you make this dollar amount we can't do it like because we'll be pinching pennies mm-hmm. we'll have to go back to lift and uber and <clears throat> all that stuff i was like here's kind of like where we'll be comfortable right and here would be like dream money this would be amazing, right? Yeah. Well, the first offer they gave was like right where we would be comfortable, mm-hmm. like the budget will be, you know, so <clears throat> yeah, it's just everything's kind of like falling into place with it. And I don't I'm not gonna out any names or anything like that, but like we we know some other people who were like, No way, that's crazy. We're moving there this summer or yeah. we're yeah. you know, oh, we're did you remember so and so that you knew? Like yeah, you know, they live up there too, they're in that area, so to, to bring it back around to like, how does this, you know, some people might be like, well, how are you still going to work for gathering 208? Like, how is that even yeah. a possibility? Mm-hmm. Like we'll be able to still do like, as we are right now, which is hosting a group of people in our home, watching the sermon that's recorded and then doing our discussions, doing the discipleship out of that. Mm-hmm. Um, as well as continuing to build relationships with other people in the community. Um, so yeah, it's just like, it's crazy how some of the things are coming together before we're even there. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, we always talk about right as Christians, like, Oh God goes before you, <laughs> but do we Just ever, like really, but some of us exactly like in that tone of voice, dude, God goes before you. Um, but sometimes I don't, I, I, if we're honest with ourselves, sometimes we're like, really, is God really working ahead of me? Is he, mm-hmm. I mean, is he, or, you know, like, because usually when I talk about that, I'm talking about it in regards to like mission trips. Like, mm-hmm. hey, he's already working in Juarez before we get to Juarez, yeah. which he is, right? But I'm sure some people are like, really, Kellen? Really? God's before me? Okay. <laughs> you know, but like you can see now, like just in the these last couple of weeks or whatever, like things are like falling into place that it's like we're not even there working, but things are kind of, you can see how things are shaping mm-hmm. to get ready for us to be there, yep. you know? So it's kind of crazy. Yeah. But... Yeah, and that's that's one of the cool things is that a lot of times this would be like a farewell mm-hmm. kind of conversation, but it's it's you know we we're saying goodbye from uh, you're not going to live in Boise anymore. Yeah, but as far as your uh, your role in the ministry at gathering is, it's just it's just shifting a little bit. Yeah, because you're still going to be part of our church family and our church mission and vision and what we're doing and. Um, that 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 kingdom momentum that we're we're trying to establish right now, and uh, COVID has really pushed us into a model that 
we talked a lot about. We did. And we didn't really know what it would look like <laughs> or how it would work because it's like yeah. everything that we saw that was house church were like, there's pieces we like, but it's not quite. And then everything with kind of that traditional, you know, attractive or or um, kind of cool vibe. Like, eh, it's close, but not like there's got to be something. So we kind of tried coffee shop and then yeah. and then in COVID we'd be doing this at this at home. But there's still that core preaching and that core central um, messaging hub. And it's a model that we talked a lot about for a long time. Yeah. And then we we didn't know what it looked like. And then I think in a lot of ways, I was not gutsy enough to pull the trigger on. And well, not just you, <laughs> any of like, us. How many times at our, our our lead team when we would have meetings, we'd be like, "We really need a location where we can get people together and bubble." Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, so I remember. I remember just, even the conversations of like, "We just need worship. We just, yeah. I just need, to, I need preaching." Again. And my wife and I were those people. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah, I wasn't going to out you both. But yeah, yeah. We no, that was some of, of our people. conversations. Yeah. Just like our soul wants that. Yeah, and we're like, we still want to do those things, right? So part of that was okay, I'm going to preach to camera and I'm going to figure out what that looks like. So we're yeah. still getting weekly sermons, but then in the coffee shop, we're like trying to do discussion groups and it's like, it's a little weird. Yeah. How do you form them up? How do you make loud. it feel inclusive? Yeah. It's a little loud. Um, yeah. And like, kids. then you go into <laughs> home, home groups and it's like, oh, okay. It just makes sense. Yeah. Like it is the natural feeling thing to do. Mm-hmm. And they're like, well, worship. Well, okay. Worship feels a little weird in the house. Okay, yeah. so how do we do that? Well, let's get together every now and then. Let's do worship. Yeah. Um, and so we're kind of feeling out what this looks like and how this plays out. And the beauty of it is it allows us for, for to send you to Seattle. And and I mean, look, God's taking you there, but we'll say we're sending you to, right? And, <laughs> and I mean, you're going to end up there whether I give permission or not, so yeah. I better get on board. Um, no. And, and so you guys are going to go there and... I, even in my head, I'm shifting the language. Instead of going G two A, I'm saying like gathering. I saw that, yeah, right? I yeah that, because yeah. it's like it's yeah. not just G two A. And and yeah. it, for those of you who are like, what's the two A? Well, it's the Idaho uh, area code, mm-hmm. right? No, it's going to be you know gathering and you know gathering Seattle or gathering two hundred six or whatever you yeah. want to call it. But we have this this collective of of kind of expressions of the church where we've got you know, a handful of groups here in the Treasure Valley. We've got um, a group in, in in Sioux Falls, South Dakota, that's kind of getting going. And, mm-hmm. and there's some cool things that might be happening there. Um, and uh, and then now we've got this this group that's going to get going in, in Seattle, where all of a sudden out of the woodwork, you've got like, you've got people there that you already know, and they know people. And then you've like, you, you were just telling me um, when we were having dinner earlier, you know, it's like people are coming out of the woodwork, woodwork of, hey, I'm moving there or yeah. I, I just moved there or, you know, we're like, hey, do you remember so and so? Yeah, they, they moved there, too. It was like, oh, yeah. yeah, that's right. So, yeah, that's crazy. And when I think about some of the things that that we have built up as our church, but then also as as a um an, an exponential multiplying denomination as a, the Wesleyan church. Mm-hmm. Um, we, we now have this thing called launchable leaders, which um, the first launchable leader was just commissioned a couple months ago out of Mitchell, South Dakota, um, which was Brian Poland, who's one of my lead guys. Like he was one of my, my main um, uh, volunteers for leading youth ministry. 
He was also a bit of a mentor in my life because he mm-hmm. actually worked with Phil Tag back when he was the youth pastor at Mitchell. Okay. Um, and then he came on staff as the like adult discipleship spiritual formation pastor, mm-hmm. right? And and then just did launchable leader. But we've got this launchable leader thing where in ten months to a year, you can take someone who has a firm foundation, um, has some spiritual maturity, and give them the tool set needed to do pastoral ministry. Mm-hmm. And and to actually like be credentialed from the church and be like I have the backing without a of the seminary, denomination, no degree seminary degree, no hundred thousand dollar degree debt, yeah. you know, or whatever it costs. Yeah, you know, I did. I I I got a a four year degree, two years of observed ministry, right? Yep. <laughs> In order to get ordained, right? Yep. I I joke with people that it was six years and a hundred thousand dollars, right? Um, I didn't have to pay all that. There's some grants and stuff yeah, out there, yeah. but still, Thank goodness. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and all of a sudden we're going to go, okay, the program's free. You just have to have, um, an ordained minister to be your mentor mm-hmm. and in 10 months to a year, depending on how hard you want to work it, you can be commissioned. Yeah. You can, you can, you can be a, a, a minister in the Wesleyan church, like on paper officially. Mm-hmm. Um, and that gives us a lot of leverage as even a small church to equip people in our regions to multiply the gospel either under the umbrella or gather of gathering or if they're equipped or they have the vision to set them loose and start another thing mm-hmm. right because i'm here i'm ordained mm-hmm. i can i can mentor people here throughout the treasure valley right you're moving to seattle you're ordained you can mentor people you can yeah. create you know yeah. multiply um pastoral leadership and we have never had the capacity on a local church scale to do that like we do right now yeah um with the blessing of the denomination you yeah. know there's lots of churches that have done it and it's kind of like <laughs> this is what you do yeah mm, just don't be too vocal you know yeah right <laughs> yeah so incredibly exciting really really pumped about that uh and i'm excited for what this looks like for you guys in 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 seattle in the next chapter of life and um you know we knew it was coming we were having conversations about timing and uh and you're you know one of the things that one of the things is we knew we needed to send you because multiplying churches need to multiply in the 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 early stages of their their existence Mm -hmm. if that's who you're going to be in your dna you got to establish that early uh and then also just the realities of no one's going into high school. Well, and that was like the that was like the <laughs> thing like we uh where I don't think we we thought it would happen this quickly is like we thought we'd be here longer than two years, which will be just shy of living in mm-hmm. Boise two years. Um yeah, we thought it'd be longer, and then we're like, Well, ugh, if we wait too much longer, no we'll have to move after like his junior year. Yeah. Which is not good. Right. That's tough. That's, That's tough. tough. I mean, yeah, you were, yeah. Youth pastor, you know, you know yep. how tough it is for kids. Yep. Um, and then, you know, so we're like, all right, well maybe we do it in August, you know, before the school year starts, but that still gets us to just about one year after our launch. Yep. Right. Here with gathering to it. And then, um, I can't remember. I think that was about the time frame where this company that the, this uh, eye clinic where Kathy's going to work, reached out to her and they were like, well, we'll take you next week. And she's like, yeah, that can't happen. And this was like, <laughs> in, she, and this was like in November, you know, and she's like, yeah, that can't, that can't happen. Like, you know, my, my husband and some friends, some of his friends are going to Guatemala with Noah yep. and, 
she's like so that timing doesn't work and then um so then then when she went out there they're like yeah you know 25th i think is her first mm-hmm. day um and, and we had talked well maybe we'll stick we'll extend our lease until the end of may finish the school year here yep. and then the kids were like uh no yeah kids were like without mom no, for four months uh mm-hmm. i don't think so <laughs> You know, and so it was just like, all right, I guess. Uh, Dad, you're great, but you're, you're no great, mom. But you're no mom, you know. Like, you're no, well, I mean, oh, did Ariel ask if I got remarried when I was gone for a week? Nope. No. No worries but there. No worries, you know. Why would anybody else want Dad? Yeah. Mom's amazing. Mom's amazing. Yeah, no one else would want him. But uh, I can see why she'd get married to a new guy in five days. Um, <laughs> thanks, Ariel. Oh, my goodness. But, um... <laughs> But, uh, yeah, so finally it was just like, well, yeah, we're just going to have to go end of February, you know, when the lease is up. But Mm -hmm. yeah, so it, yeah, it's working out. But yeah, it timing, the timing was, yeah, one of those things that just, you know, Dan is, Dan is reminding us that we've got, uh, we've got a little viewing power, uh, in Minneapolis too. Oh yeah. Dan, I'm so sorry. I always forget like. We need, we need, you and I should have, like, we should have a conversation. Yeah. Um, they could totally host awesome. you, you guys and Sandy, Dan and Sandy, uh, yeah. we should have a conversation um, coming up too about what all that can look like and um, getting tied in with Love Local. And actually, speaking of Love Local, we're going to have to put out some things because um, we thought we had Love Local nailed down for this month. Turns out there's not room so- in the schedule. It was confused. I'm, I'm not gonna out the person no, we're talking to because no, that's what ha- it happens to. though. It but happens, I, but so I do have to say this, and then you can talk for a little yeah. bit. I gotta run. Like dinner's not okay. You're not good. All right. mm-hmm. mm. Sorry, love. <laughs> so, so yeah, without outing any like people or organizations, yeah, I'd, I'd been emailing an organization like, hey, we have about 20 people. We think that would include kids to do yeah. this service project and. You know, we're looking at the 30th. I mean, we and, did announce it on Sunday. Yeah, it's like yeah. we're we're looking at doing, you know, uh, we're looking at doing this on the 30th, blah, 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 blah. And they, they'd emailed back saying, well, you could do 10 people because of the restrictions in town here. Um, you could do two groups of 10. So I was like, okay, cool. Does that still work for that date? And um, yeah, and then it turned out like, no. Oh, God. <laughs> so it's like that because... Because they have to break groups up, yeah, like it filled up their Saturdays I'm further sure out quickly, yeah, yeah, and so it's like not to like, yeah, so it we'll figure something out for this month. We'll, we'll have to figure happen. something e- either, you know, later this month or early that first Saturday, maybe in February or something, yeah. we'll figure something out. But yeah, so. so Dan is wondering what the C on your hat and Josh's shirt are. Oh yeah, because they match, don't they? I realized yeah. that when you I looked at Josh at one point. I'm wearing Costa shirt too. You are wearing a Costa shirt. <laughs> That's the shirt I wore your Tuesday. Oh, yeah, yeah. there you go. <laughs> so, um, the the C there, Dan. That's for Casas Percreso. Um, that is the the organization that we um, we built with down in Guatemala just a couple, man, a couple weeks ago yeah, already. Weeks that's ago. crazy. Yeah. Um, that's the one Julie was supposed to go to with us to Guatemala, but she went to see her I mean, parents. I'll throw her out, but <laughs> no. she went to see her parents or something. <laughs> No, just kidding. But I'm yeah, glad I mean, she got to. Yeah, she got to. No, it was good. And and I told obviously we totally understood why she Yeah. I mean 
especially with everything going on with her role that she has at the hospital. Mm-hmm. Yeah, taking a trip to Guatemala wouldn't have been smart. Well, and so even though many... we all turned out fine, no one got sick, but you yeah. don't know that ahead of time. Even like so my there's... workplace, like if we were still in the office, they would want us to self quarantine at home for two oh, weeks before really? we go back to the office. So yeah. that's pretty pretty standard, I think, right now for a lot of workplaces. It, it's it's weird because Kathy even asked her work like, "Hey, when my husband and my son come back." Like you cool do, with me? Do I, do I need a quarantine? Because yeah. I know it's the eye field, but technically it's the health field. So like, yeah. do I need to? And they were like, as long as they don't have temperatures, you're fine. Nice. But it's funny because then if you ask Julie, mm-hmm. like about the temperatures, and she's like, because like the one night I got tested for COVID when I was really sick back yeah. in late November, early December. Mm-hmm. Um, I was like, but Julie, I don't have a temp. She's like, doesn't matter. She's like, we, we have positive tests all the time for people who don't have temperatures. Don't even know they have it. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Well, and a friend yep. of mine, he older uh, older guy, he uh, just posted the other day from Sioux Falls that he's like, I was feeling fine. Mm-hmm. He was like, I really didn't have any symptoms. Yeah. And he was like, but went in and got tested anyway just to make sure. Yep. And because he was feeling a little under the weather, but he didn't have a temp, mm-hmm. didn't even have a runny nose or anything. Yeah. And tested positive. Wow. So he was like, I wasn't expecting it. He's like, I feel fine. Don't worry about me. I feel fine. Good. He's like, but I guess I have it. Yeah. But that's how weird this thing is. Like, you don't even know you have Some it. Some people are down for the count and others are just fine. And yeah. like, I, I know I've had a handful of cousins in South Dakota who have gotten it and it hasn't taken them out too bad, thankfully. So. Well, a buddy of mine in uh, Minnesota, he had it, but he was sick like 20, it was like 24 days, 25 yeah. days. And he, like another friend of mine, she still has residual effects like, She's like, there's things that, even though I'm no longer positive, mm-hmm. like, there's, I, I can't remember what she, what what drink it was. can't remember if it was a coffee drink or, like, a fruity drink. Mm-hmm. But she's like, it tastes like oil. Oh. She's like, it's the weirdest thing. That would suck so bad, especially right? if it was coffee. I think it, I feel like it was Starbucks. <laughs> oh, no. I could be wrong. I could That's be wrong. That's so sad. But, yeah, she was like, it tastes like gas and oil and, Ugh. like, like, and I don't. I'm not even positive where my taste hasn't come back to normal. Yeah. She's like some things have, but a lot of things haven't. Yeah. So. Well, I have friends who we're talking still, COVID. Yeah, who still have exhaustion. Like they just don't have the stamina they used to have, and it's hard to get up and moving. Oh, hi. Sorry. Hi. We're gonna do a smooth transition into getting Josh <laughs> back on. You're talking. You might as well turn I it guess. to you. I just don't put myself on the screen very much. If so, you're wondering how we got to COVID, Dan asked about Casas. We talked about Guatemala and Julie yeah. not going. Okay. And the reason why she couldn't go, right? Like just the risk of. Yeah. yeah. So that's how. If you're like, wait a minute, we were talking yeah. Seattle. Oh, no. And we got Good. to COVID. I love and Casas and where did COVID. That, yeah. <laughs> I love Casas and COVID. Casas, I still get Guatemalan updates, updates from the Guatemalan government about travel advisories. I need to. I need to unsubscribe from that list. Yeah, I get that too. It's from when we filled out our health pass. Yeah. Had to give them our the email address. Yeah. Yeah. Sandy and Dan were very happy to have Julie come see them, and I'm glad she did. I am. Yeah, she definitely made the right decision. But uh, that's I, what I said too. I yeah. gave her a little bit of a hard time. Well, but, you've got to. But she definitely made the right choice. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, she definitely made the right choice. Oh my goodness! There'll be like the thing with Casas. It's not going anywhere. At least not for the time being. Yeah. Um, There'll be more chances. You know, it doesn't mean it's foolproof and that it could yeah. never close. Right? Any mission organization could. But like when we were down there, so the leader that we built with his name's Kyle, uh, him and his wife mm-hmm. Hannah, and then another. Really uh, cool family, by the way. Yeah. And then another Casas, um, he was an intern, but recently became staff. His mm-hmm. name's Luke. Um, and so we, um, 
we built with them and then a few other people that were uh, Kevin from Illinois and Christy from Florida and then a bunch of locals, which was cool because I've never like every you guys have done trips. So yeah, you know, you'll like, get like a handful you get a of people person come there. And volunteer maybe the maybe pastor will help or the, yeah. the dad will be there and they'll do it for maybe a day, maybe half mm-hmm. a day. Yep. But this was like eight of them. Yeah, give or take all day long, all for day three long days. for three days, well, and you that's guys a big could have been deal. Done in like that's two days, deal. we could have yeah. been done on Tuesday. Yeah, which is probably good we didn't, because then Noah got sick. Luke yeah, got the, Luke got heat exhaustion. I think mm-hmm. he didn't. I mean, it wasn't an official diagnosis, but he passed out in his kitchen. Yeah, he had to go oh, get no. an IV, and had to go get an IV. Um, so like, and then Hannah got food poisoning. Mm-hmm. So like, we had three people knocked out. Oof. So if we would have finished on Tuesday. I don't know what would have happened yeah. with those three, man. Because yeah. Luke wasn't slowing down. No. Because you don't realize you have heat exhaustion until it's too late. Yeah. Until you've until like sat gone. for a moment. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yep. So, oh. so yeah. But we could have finished on Tuesday, which was the fastest I've ever seen the house go up. Mm-hmm. Kyle was basically like, hey, if we if we don't stop now, we'll finish the house. Mm-hmm. But if you want to come back tomorrow morning, we can finish tomorrow by 11. And we yeah. finished by 11. Yeah. yeah. So. Yeah, that yeah. was really cool. Because when you think about it, you know, most of these guys they're making 55 bucks a week, you know, 50, 60 like, bucks a week. If yeah. they work 10 hour days, six days a week, yeah, yep. you know, and yep. they're taking three days off to come help build and you know, mm-hmm. help this family. That's a big deal. And now his, his, his property was already kind of prepped. So I don't know yeah. if he did any prep work prior or if that's just kind of how it was, but I've know. seen somewhere you could tell they had to carve out into a hill. You know what I mean? Yeah. And like level the ground so we could build a home. Because that's part of the pre-resequit is they've got to yeah. have a flat plot that is so big. Like it doesn't need to be perfect, but they need to have it pretty well close to flat. Yeah. So that we could come in and pretty quickly level it. Yeah. No no yeah. two foot, you know, yeah. <laughs> embankments going no, on. No, no. Hey, Joshua. Yes. Can you say prerequisite? Prerequisite. There you go. Thank Why do you make it. fun of him like I that? I can't help it. He yeah. always flips letters you, around. Instead time, of Lefsa, he says Lespa. I do that on purpose, though, because it annoys you. The first time in our earlier marriage, it was because I do flip letters around in my head yeah. when I talk. Uh, and from then on out, though, it's been because it annoys her. Okay. I can't say Lespa. The only Lefsa. thing I've really made fun of him is when he... The one time he was, it was a Broncos Raiders game, and he said Broncos. The Broncos. The Broncos, and then yeah. just when we were yeah. at dinner, he called them the, the Broncos. Broncos. <laughs> Broncos and Rockies. Yeah. Broncos. The Broncos. But Sorry. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, you would think for someone who has done as much speaking as I have, that you would I talk would, better. I would talk better. <laughs> but no, 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 I don't. Well, sometimes, like, when you talk that much, it's inevitable that you're going to screw up. And you do kind of just lean into it. Like, yeah. I, I, my, the stutter has gotten better, but there's yeah. still times where it can't get words out. Really? I ask well, people you... the same question so much every day that I forget how words work sometimes. It's kind of like bowl. <laughs> it just loses its, all its meaning. Yeah. Bowl. bowl. Anyways. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my gosh. What are we supposed to be talking about? Uh, we're, 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 Seattle. We, were, we were talking in Seattle and then all of a sudden you Kellen. ran away. I, he had to okay, go cry. So he here's, go the cry. Deal. here's the deal. Don't, it wasn't tummy trouble. We he have, was crying. He was sad. I, think it was. I was so <laughs> distraught mm-hmm. in my soul. I just had to weep for a while. Mm-hmm. Um, no, like I, I had cut sugar out of my diet okay. pretty pretty heavily. 
Especially after that Guatemala trip, because we drank a lot of Coke. Yeah, yeah. Well, that was kind of the start of me getting back into it, right? Because and then after we got back, like we were given a big like box of chocolates. All those truffles. Yes, and I've been eating those. And then Erica made these homemade whoopie pies. Yeah. And I bought a box of uh, Little Debbie oatmeal cream pies. I'm a sucker Jeez. for yeah, we're being fat kids this and week. then i yeah i've gained like four pounds this week and then uh um and then it's i wednesday i know yeah, <laughs> not serious like six sunday i've gained four pounds i put myself on the scale today because yeah. my my gee didn't quite fit right oh, like, oh no. no that's the worst yeah they do. and uh and so between all the sugar and then like hammering back panda express like we were sitting here, and all of a sudden, my stomach did that. I heard your stomach growling. I was like, "It wasn't like growling." Did that one night on the podcast, <laughs> it was angry. Oh man, That's so, so funny. Yeah, I had to go take care of business, but cute. Uh, <laughs> sometimes, sometimes, even when you're having the yeah. holiest of conversations, <laughs> that's what it is. Man, oh man. So, here's the thing I love about all of this. Not 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 my stomach issues, but the future of the church. Yeah. Um, I I missed it today, so I'm hoping I can go back and watch it. But Exponential, which is a big church multiplication, church planting um, organization, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, work a lot with Stadia. Work a lot with the Wesleyan Church, and they had a podcast or a, not a podcast. They had a um, conference today, like a live stream. Oh, okay. Of church planting in 2021. And I didn't get a chance to watch it because um, it, just the timing didn't work out. So I'm hoping that they've got a video of it somewhere that I can pick up. But um, basically, the synopsis was the way we do church and we approach things like church planting is fundamentally changing. Yeah. Which on one hand is incredibly comfortable or not uh, not comfortable, comforting to yeah. me because we have been hammering away at the way that church planting has been done for the last 20 years, 25 years. Mm-hmm. And it was kind of working. We'd get some momentum, but then COVID came and it just kind of, yeah. right, the whole thing. Um, and it forced us, like we were talking about earlier, forced us into this model that we loved when we talked about on paper, but we didn't have the, the, the guts or the longevity to, to like pull the trigger on it long term. Yeah. And it forced us into that. And then we would try to try to get out of it. And then, you know, you feel like you're you're kind of fighting. It's like trying you're swimming upstream, right? Like you're 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 forcing your way into something and it just doesn't fit. And we settle back into this other model where it's like, okay, we're seeing spiritual growth happen. We're seeing we're seeing connecting points and um and and I I love that. And then and you're going it's still my temptation is to lean in hard again and go, nope, we got to go back into this model of yeah. like okay, we got we to gotta rent a theater. We've got to get all the equipment. I need a team of 50 people, of 50 volunteers just to make the thing function. We've got to have a full-blown kids ministry and hospitality and greeters in the parking lot and, yeah. and coffee. And, and maybe we're to the church that does donuts or homemade cookies. Yes, and then yes. I've got to have my, my preaching team. And I've got to have my worship team. And, yeah. and I still love that kind of church, mm-hmm. right? I love being, I love going to that kind of church. I love being part of that kind of church. But then we settled back into this, okay, I'm going to preach to camera. We're going to have discussion questions. We're going to meet in homes. And the depth of relationship and the depth of discipleship went through the roof. Mm-hmm. And you're going, okay, Missy, missiology or um, mission-wise. Yeah, missiology. A, yeah. yeah, 
Yeah, it just didn't feel right. Yeah, it, the it, missiology, right. the missiology is being accomplished, mm -hmm. but it looks so different than what I really kind of wanted it to look like. Yeah, then I I struggle, and even even now, like I, uh, last night, I I I'll, or two nights ago, mm -hmm. I'll get these bouts where if I don't fall asleep, my brain just goes into these weird. Oh kind of anxious and my dad and I had a conversation about me maybe having a little bit of an anxiety issue to deal with because my yeah. dad's a counselor. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And it's like, really tell me more. Uh, <laughs> like, I, don't want to. I don't want to dad. <laughs> but okay. And, uh, and I was just kind of hitting this mode where I'm like, Taz, like lay I, down on the couch. <laughs> no, I know what that means. Not the couch. Psychoanalyze me. <laughs> and and but sorry. No, no, but in so in 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 like this level of transparency, like I'm going. I don't know if I can do this. Mm -hmm. I don't know if I don't know if I can keep on with this. I don't know if like this is this is really what I was called to, and I don't know if I'm supposed to like. Do I do I really believe that God is is still working through me and um. <laughs> and and so I, I pop open the Bible app because sometimes I'll just, you know, can't sleep at night. So you just pop open the Bible app, see what the verse of the day is. Right. Mm -hmm. and, and it was, um, uh, now I'm going to forget. Um, John. John. No, it wasn't John. It was um, James. James. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> James chapter one, five. Right. Yeah. Where it's, it's, uh, you know, uh, if, if you need wisdom, like, ask God for wisdom. Yeah. Don't hesitate. Ask God for wisdom. And then I go through that whole chapter one where it's like these trials, right? God gives you these trials because perseverance builds faith and perseverance uh, of your faith, like gives you maturity and completeness and you won't lack anything. And then if you're lacking yeah. anything, ask God for wisdom. And then, but those who are double-minded don't expect God to work for you through you. Yeah. Don't expect God's blessing. And mm -hmm. I'm reading through this going, <laughs> well, yeah, isn't it like those who are double-minded will be tossed like the tossed like by the winds. waves? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and it's uh, it was just this reminder that, um, well, it, then I did a little bit of a word search. So this is a little bit of a devo, where that word for trials is reflected in I think it's verse twelve when he says, um, mm. uh, "You're going to face temptation." Yep. Right. And, and don't say when you're tempted, don't say God is tempting me for God cannot tempt anyone, but your own evil desires when tempted, right. Gives birth to sin, which gives birth to death. Mm -hmm. That word for temptation and that word for trials is the same word in Greek and reading through this, um, uh, through the usage of that word, I did a little bit of a, of a word study. It was this, this idea of, of testing something mm -hmm. like testing the fortitude of something testing the, the trueness of something so if i were to go to you and or if you were to come to if i were to go to you and and say something about about kathy right mm -hmm. and you were kind of like yeah i know like seriously mm -hmm. like okay that would tell me okay you're maybe not committed to kathy oh. in the way you should be Right. right. I've tested you and you failed. Or it could be like, no, don't talk about my wife that way. Yeah. Right. Then it, you've tested. OK, you're re the, the relationship is true. The, right. the the what you what you say, you're not double minded in the way that you approach that relationship. And it's the same in our faith. When we're double minded about our faith, um, it 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 crumbles away and it gives birth to to sin, which in, gives birth to death. And it gives birth to this this moving away from Jesus. But when we're when we're not double minded, when we when our faith perseveres through that testing when our faith perseveres through those trials then we're more resolute on the mm -hmm. other side and uh that was 
just this this reminder for me that there is always going to be testing. There's always going to be hardship. There's always going to be that situation that we're faced with where we have to decide how important is my faith to me? Mm-hmm. How how convinced am I? And convinced isn't even the right word. How How assured am I in my faith? And the more that God asks from us, I think the heavier um, those will feel at times. And um, it was just a reminder that one, I need to spend, I need to spend more time with God. I need to spend more time communing and meditation and prayer and in the word. I need to spend more time surrounding myself with people who uh, you know, iron sharpens iron. So I, we were texting, we've got a guys group that meets mm-hmm. together on, on, on Saturdays, every other Saturday. And, and we've been hit and miss over the holidays. It's just been tough to kind yeah. of like schedules to line up. And then we were out of country and, um, one of the guys has a new work schedule and we're kind of figuring that all out. And, um, you had texted, okay, so this weekend, right? Eight thirty, yeah. right? We're getting together. Um, where we meet. And I'm just like, I don't care where we meet. I just, I need, I need you guys to like, I need us together again. I need that in my life. And, um, you know, I, I'll get together with some of the other pastors here in the community on, on Thursdays. Uh, and we'll, we'll just pray together. And you never realize how powerful that is until you go a time without it. And then you come back. Oh yeah. And then there's just this realization that, that, when we strive for perseverance though, because life is going to wear you down, you've got to have that foundation in scripture. You've got to have that foundation in your prayer life. You've got to have that foundation in your community and in your discipleship and in the way we do life with other people. And, um, so that's what I'm praying for, for you guys in Seattle, that those things that you, you'll be able to build this expression of the church in Seattle, that, that, you know, sees that kind of thing happen in other people's lives. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's me ranting. I soapbox for a little bit. No, what's your thoughts, man? <laughs> yeah, I you mean, got some scripture like, pulled up there. I oh, know. I just pulled up where you oh, were. Oh, where James. I was at in James. Yeah, because I, I was in James the other night, but I was in James three. Mm, um, yeah. So yeah, I just pulled up. I just pulled up James so I could kind of follow along. But um, yeah, I mean, I, I, you know, it's one of those things like uh, we hit on it earlier that like. Kathy and I had really, and we still do on to some extent, missed like that corporate worship where you get 700 people in a room, 500 people in a room, whatever it might be, uh, you know, depending on the size of the room, maybe it's even a hundred people in the room, right? Yeah. It's just that energy. It's just that energy. Yeah. Right. And, and being able to, um, one, I'm a horrible singer. Yeah. So I love a big group of people singing because the only person that's going to hear me is like that guy right in front of me, <laughs> you know, and he's, it's like a bag of cats that are dying, you know, but, um, like I love being able to, you know, sing with, with everything that I have, you know, and f- like all that. Um, and so, you know, we had, we had missed that and we still do to some extent. Um, but man, like the more people I have conversations with, um, about kind of this this vision of this home group watch party whatever we haven't even settled on a name we sometimes we call them home groups sometimes we call them watch parties sometimes we call them home group watch parties right like we kind of yeah i've been leaning into the community the community language but yeah yeah, you're right there's so like whatever you want to call it right every church is going to probably call it something a little different but like 
um, when I tell them, when I tell, when I have these conversations with, my, with people and I tell them kind of the, the vision for, um, gathering church is just like, they're like, that's that like too many people I've had the conversation with. They're like, that's what I'm looking for. Yeah. Because like the relationship is more of what they're looking for mm -hmm. than walking into, um, you know, a church building where they get a coffee, they go sing three songs while their kids are in, you know, children's church or whatever. And then they have a guy preach to them for 30 minutes. They sing another song and then they leave. Right. Yeah. Like, and that's not wrong. Right. There's not a bad, like I, like I just said, I still miss that. Mm -hmm. Right. Like I love that. Um, but I think COVID accelerated this process into this, this community group, this home group style, um, church that can be quickly multiplied, especially if yeah. you're pouring into the leaders and you're training the leaders. Um, but it's also a lot, as we're finding, it's a lot easier to have discipleship out of that mm -hmm. than it is a room full of 500 people who are all focused on a stage, mm -hmm. right? Who sit quietly in their seats and then leave, mm -hmm. you know, like we're finding, at least in our community groups, that it, it's it's a lot easier for discipleship to happen out of that than it, it was, or at least I feel, I could be completely wrong. If we had another caller, you know, somebody could be like, you're an idiot, Kellen. It's <laughs> so much easier this other way. But it at least feels that way because, yeah, like the discussions we've had in our groups at home on Sundays after the sermon, after we're done watching the sermon, um, the discussions we've had in our, our, our Saturday morning men's, and I know the women have had the same thing on, on Thursday nights, like it just gets to a different level, mm -hmm. you know, and... um. I, I don't. I think there's something about being vulnerable with the struggles you faced in your life, whether it was infertility, struggles with pornography, the the people who have had alcohol and drug addictions, or maybe their kid is struggling with you know different things, whatever it might be. Right? Mm -hmm. Any we've the three of us have been a part of different community groups at some point in our our faith, where it's like that stuff that comes out. You're like, whoa, wow, yeah, 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 right, Erica, <laughs> yeah. You know, so I I think there is just something that's incredibly powerful being able to share and work through um those things um on a deeper level you know what i mean mm -hmm. so um yeah yeah so i i think that's what like and and our friends that we've had conversations with uh up in seattle um when we when we tell them kind of like what we're looking at they're like that's that's what we've been looking for. Yeah. Mm. We've been looking for something like that where it's it's a group of four or five, maybe six families, depending on right, how many how big the families are, mm -hmm. um, to where we can just you know, get down deep with people, um, be open about our questions, our doubts, you know, whatever it might be, the victories, right? Whatever it might be. Um, and then they're like, and we know more people who had the same feeling that we do mm -hmm. when it comes to church, you know? And so I, I, I'm intrigued. I am like you, I, I I'm intrigued to see what the future of the church is going to look like in five, 10 years, you mm -hmm. know, whatever it might be down the road. Um, but I'm also, like you said, you've hit on a couple of times, like 
we just didn't have the guts to pull the trigger a few times, right? <laughs> There's and still so, times I'm so, like, mm-hmm. yeah. So like even you know, now I'm like, really, this is what I'm going to see. I'm like, I'm gonna like, yeah, I, don't, <laughs> I don't know, <laughs> I don't know, you know. And, and then I mean, honestly, then there's that selfish side of me where it's just like, God, I just want to do full time professional ministry because there was, where was it? Where was it when we were down in Guatemala? Was it Kevin that was like, yeah, I, Kevin or Christy had said, uh, or it's yeah. Christy's. She was like, my dad, because I said the term of like, you know, I'm in I'm in ministry or something like mm-hmm. that, or I said something along those lines. And her dad, his viewpoint was, if you're a Christian, you're yeah. in ministry. You're in full-time Which ministry, he is yeah. totally right. Yeah. Absolutely. And she knew, she wasn't like offended by what we yeah. said. Yeah. She knew like we meant full-time professional. As, pastoral. You know, pastoral yeah. ministry. Yeah. But, um, but and I, I understand though where her dad's coming from on yeah. that. Yeah. We well, are all in, and ministry there was this, to do such this, this yeah. clergy divide. You know, yeah. we we've, we've gone back and forth on it throughout Christendom and the the history of of, of the church, and uh, and and it is always this this constant battle of um, establishing spiritual authority, and people just kind of like doing whatever willy nilly, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Like there's this there's this spectrum in there, and trying to find this balance of where people like know they're part of things that they know that there's a call in their life to, to be proactive, to, to share the gospel, to, to lean and invest into the lives of other people or just sit and stare at the guy at the front and call it a day. And you know, when we talk about that, that, that methodology of church that we both grew up in Mm -hmm. of, you know, attending church on Sunday morning, singing our, our songs, hearing the teaching, Mm -hmm. um, I think most pastors and pastors of churches that are doing that successfully would say, well, yeah, that's not the end all, you know, you've got to be in community and you've got to be in, and you need discipleship. And, you know, we've, we've, we've talked a lot of with um, like Phil tag before about just the importance of discipleship. We've talked with Jake Thurston about the importance of, of community. And um, those things are so vital. And if all, all church ever is, is get your coffee and enjoy the show. It's not really like, following jesus that's right that's showing up at a social club mm-hmm. um uh, but and, and so i think most pastors would go no no that that can't be the end all and a little bit of what we're going we're doing is okay so what if you just take it away mm-hmm. um where we still have the pieces of it that were important you know the centralized vision the 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 strong teaching um and combine it in with the the aspects of community that way you can kind of hotwire the opportunity for discipleship relationships. Now, what do you lose in that? Well, you lose the walk-ins. Mm-hmm. You lose the person that just goes, man, I saw your billboard or I saw your church sign or I yeah. got your your flyer in the mail and I just felt like God was leading me. I mean, we've all have known people with that yeah. story, right? Yeah. Of like, God spoke to me that this is where I need to go. We, we heard about the ransom because of a Kelloland news story based on a closet ministry they did like a clothing yeah. ministry yeah and that and so kathy was like well that's a cool church we should check it out and then <laughs> yeah. we, we went one sunday and never looked back exactly you know? it's like a couple years later you're on staff yeah. you know and most house churches aren't getting a, a news story done about them no yeah. you know and, and it, it might happen because if it we could. lean into love local and you see enough of an impact it, yeah. the your presence is going to be felt in the community in a tangible way. And I think right. every church should have the goal of having a tangible impact that's felt in the community. 
Yeah. Um, but that doesn't dictate the methodology. Mm-hmm. Uh, the methodology can shift. Uh, what it does do is it puts the onus on each and every one of each and every person that would call, you know, gathering their their home to be to go, you know, I there is a responsibility on me to live a life in such a way that I can invite people in. Mm-hmm. I can bring them into this relationship. I can bring them into this community. I can I can share this with them. And, you know, that's something we talked about um, probably about a year ago with our team was the, the blessed rhythms. Mm-hmm. Uh, which is, I think, I don't know if Tampa Bay or uh, Kansas City Underground came up with those, but they um, they put a, a spin on it that I really like and use a lot of their material of, you know, okay, you begin with prayer and then you listen to their story and then you eat with them and then you serve them and then you share the story of the gospel, mm-hmm. right? And, and it puts the onus on every single believer to to live out those rhythms every day in life in, in some way. It doesn't have to be these grand you know, I'm going to stand on the street corner and I'm going to preach, preach a gospel message. It's like, in fact, yeah. actually, it's not that. Yeah. It's, it's do the small things. Mm-hmm. You know, take the time to actually listen to somebody, to yeah. hear where they come from, to hear what's going on in their life, to hear the hurt. Yeah. Um, you know, grab coffee with them, grab lunch with them. Right. And that level of, of just investment in somebody speaks. Uh, it just speaks volumes of the power of the gospel in someone's life when they finally go, okay, so why do you care so much? Mm-hmm. It's like, well, cause I've got a God who cares about me and yeah. I got people who care about me and I want you to have that in your life. Mm-hmm. You know, I want you to, I, and, and it's not just the community, by the way, there's like this secret sauce of salvation, right? Mm-hmm. That yeah. this transformation uh, that makes the whole thing work because it's not just this humanistic you know, kind of pat each other on the back and, 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 you know, go about life. It's, it's something deeper than that. It's something transformational. And, mm-hmm. um, and I want you to experience that in your life because I've experienced it in mine. And that's, that's a powerful, that's a powerful message, but, um, it does put the level, it, it does raise the standard. It raises the spiritual temperature that's needed, um, by just, every person who's part of it yeah mm-hmm. right yeah. there is no sit in the back and sip your coffee and there, go That's you can't a great electric you can't line. hide yeah, yeah you, you can't, can't hide. hide there is no hiding no <laughs> yeah because like there is a someone who wants to spiritually invest in you who knows your name and knows your address and knows the name of all your kids yep exactly yeah because yeah Mitt, Mitt is what <laughs> creepy oh creepy. yeah right yeah <laughs> creepy yeah like at mitchell wesley and, and ransom like the two most recent churches we came from you can hide there yeah right like Absolutely. we actually we, we had somebody that we, we had, both knew that was like... We had an entire like, staff. The whole job was to track down the people who slipped out the back. Yeah. like And, and we had that... Uh, we had we had one person that we both knew that like... Uh, she had said... I think it, she had been at Ransom like two years. Mm-hmm. Before she... She's like, before I ever filled out a handout. Before I ever introduced myself to somebody. Mm-hmm. She's mm-hmm. like, I would sneak in. I would sit in the back. And I would sneak out. Because I didn't want anybody to know I was there. You know, and then it yeah. finally got to a point where, yeah, she just she couldn't hide anymore, right? But yeah. it took two years. Yeah. You come to a house, you come to our house on a Sunday <laughs> night. Like, What's with, up? What's your name? Where do there's you live? <laughs> three families and then a, a a single, you know, young adult female. Like, yeah, you can't hide. Yeah. No, you can't hide. There's no hiding there. There's yeah. there's seven or eight of us, you know, yeah. whatever it is. Absolutely. You know, so yeah. All right, man. Any uh, Erica's giving us. The, I know she's getting it. Say after eight. Uh, <laughs> we're not waiting on dinner tonight, though. No, we're I know we got all kinds of time. <laughs> I don't know why she's any, in such a rush. Uh, any last words, man? <laughs> oh, mm. from you. The, I thought the, you were the, giving parting words. So I want no, to no. The end of the the end of the uh, 
No, I, I don't know. I wasn't prepared for parting words. Um, <laughs> I don't know. Uh, well, it doesn't have to be parting words. Just kind of last thoughts on this conversation. Yeah, on this conversation. I no, I mean, you know, the the thing is like, it, it, it we're really torn, right? We're torn because we've there. There's aspects and there's uh, there's things of Boise that we absolutely love, right? Mm-hmm. Um, like I, I'm gonna. I don't hope. I hope I don't make Josh cry right now. But like we're not gonna have Friday morning coffees, right? We have to figure a, something out. We'll have to figure something out because mm-hmm. we still have to meet. But like, yeah. it's, it's different when you're same. sitting there. I'm still going to caffeine a, at you six a.m. Yeah, exhausted out of your mind. Like yeah. sometimes we're literally just waking up and driving there at five fifty-five. <laughs> yeah, I'm know? still like, like picking the sand out of yeah. my eyes. Yeah, and... the beard's all disheveled yeah. and <laughs> you know all that stuff. Um, you know, so yeah, like I'll, I'll miss like those conversations are Saturday morning conversations with the guys. And yes, I can zoom in, you know, I get it, but, um, there, there is that difference. And I know it, Kathy feels the same way about like the ladies group on mm-hmm. Thursday nights and, mm-hmm. you know, some of the so friends they've been made. cheating and doing it on zoom for since March anyway. Yeah, I know. We haven't. We've met in person yeah, a couple few times. times. Yeah. By the way, if you want to be part of the ladies group on Thursday <laughs> nights, they do meet via zoom and you can email us at hello at gathering two eight dot com. And there Eric you go. You the deets. Yeah, man. Uh, it'll be on zoom tomorrow because Julie's got class. Okay. Yeah. Zoom tomorrow night. Yeah. So, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, the, so we're torn. I mean, cause there's, there's definitely things that we'll miss here, but, um, you know, like we're, we're excited to get out there and um, and see, you know, because like I said earlier, like there's things that we can already see God's kind of like mm-hmm. orchestrating some possibilities, you know, uh, for things to happen. Um, but then, yeah, like, you know, as well as I do in the back of your mind, you're like, what the heck am I doing right now? Mm-hmm. What am I thinking? You know, um, so. So yeah, I don't know if that's really a parting shot, but oh, it's not really hilarious. a parting shot, but just additional thoughts on it. Just <laughs> we're excited, but you know, we're also sad to be leaving uh, Boise and, um, you know, like Ariel, Ariel, yeah, Monday morning, first thing. Cause they, for those of you that aren't in Boise, like they got three weeks of Christmas vacation. Christmas it was vacation. the longest <laughs> Christmas vacation ever from like the 23rd to the 11th or whatever. Yeah. It was. Yeah. Uh, it's crazy long Christmas vacation. So Ariel, like I get her logged into the iPad. Mm-hmm. Literally the first thing she says is, hi, Mrs. Robbins. We're moving to Seattle. I was like, <laughs> there we go. Oh, yeah. we're just, we're, waste, <laughs> we're wasting no time dropping that news, you know? Yeah, and Mrs. Funny. Robbins was like, there's like other kids on the call. She's like, wait, what? What's going on? And you're like, we'll email you later. I was like, yeah, I'll text you. <laughs> but hi, Mrs. Robbins. She was like, hi, Mrs. Robbins. We're going to Seattle. Oh my gosh. Like, oh my gosh. I've yeah, decided so... we just need to buy a green screen for you. Yeah. And then we can just plop you in anywhere we want to. Yeah, you totally could. Put you yeah. in the frame background. Because I'm not building this background where you No, no. You totally could. <laughs> yeah. I, there's been a few times because of the camera work. I'm like, is Josh, I'm like, is Josh actually in the room tonight? Is he here? <laughs> I was like, yeah, I don't know if he's actually in the room. I know you are because I know yeah. we don't have a green screen. but We do have we a green, do have screen, green screen. It's behind we, the couch. One now. Oh, do you know? I forgot to we tell just you. Got we it. got one. We'll show you Crazy. after. <laughs> okay. Crazy. Yeah, I mean, you totally could. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. You just plop him in everywhere. <laughs> All right. Make people make backgrounds for him. <laughs> That'd be great. <laughs> oh, my. It's the three point lighting that makes it feel that way. Cause when you get that, that, cause you have to have good backlight for green screen. And, yeah. Uh, so then when you see that, you're kind of like, yeah. Anyways. 
All right, everybody. <laughs> we're we're, we're winding this sucker down. But uh, oh, hey, Liv. So next <laughs> Wednesday podcast will be Ladies' Night. Woot. And so we'll for sure have Erica on. And do you have? Do you know anybody else is going to be here? I don't know yet, but we we'll gotta make figure it that work. out. So you we know, hopefully, we usually text each other on Tuesday. It's fine. I I would like to know sooner. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, uh, so next week is Ladies' Night, and we'll have a, a handful of the uh, of the women from Lead Team and from Gathering uh, 208 to, to come on, and they'll talk about something. Yep. Sometimes they tell me ahead of time. Sometimes they surprise me. Hi. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, and if you want to join us on Sundays, we are in kicking off the new year with a uh, sermon series called Bucket List, and it's all about living intentionally, uh, making the most of the days that we have because our days are numbered. Uh, like it tells us in oh, the Bible. It is won't want. <laughs> Ending on a high note. <laughs> <laughs> Your days are numbered. Uh, Your so, days are done. <laughs> and I'm going to talk a little bit about what that's looked like in my own life and some of the spiritual uh, spiritual powerhouses in my life as well um, this coming Sunday. So don't miss that. Uh, if you want to be part of the community at Gathering 208, you can email us at hello at gathering208.com or you can send us a message over social and we will get connected with you. We have got um, community presence here in the Treasure Valley, uh, in Sioux Falls, South Dakota, in Minnesota, Minneapolis area, uh, and then um, soon to be in Seattle. So incredibly excited about that. Um, God is just moving in ways <laughs> that crazy. we don't understand. Uh, <laughs> but um, anyways, we love you guys. We'll see you next time. Bye. Bye. How is it?